Welcome to the Jewish Philosophy Podcast, the podcast where we interview Jewish philosophers and educators on various topics in Jewish philosophy, theology, and Jewish thought. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and visit www.jewishphilosophypodcast.com for more information. Enjoy! Hello everybody, welcome to the Jewish Philosophy Podcast. Welcome back after a relatively lengthy break from recording podcasts. We're hopefully going to be uploading a few in the next couple of months and also having a few new interviews about various topics in Jewish philosophy, Jewish theology and Jewish biblical exegesis. Now, this is a mini-series. This um, current podcast is going to be part of a mini-series called Language, Holiness and Meaning. And we're going to be looking at the role, or perhaps better put, the nature of Lashon HaKodesh, the nature of the Hebrew language, through the, through the eyes of various medieval figures. Now, the purpose of this mini-series, actually, we have a very broad perspective in mind, a very broad um, um, idea in mind, what, what I'm trying to show uh, through this mini-series. And the basic idea is, is that whenever we study a topic in Jewish thought, in Jewish theology, Jewish philosophy, Often, it might appear as a local machloikas, a local debate about a, various, about a specific topic, but actually it reveals a lot about the broad implications of the given figure's um, general philosophical and theological thinking and his perspective on Judaism. So what we do is we take a topic, which seems to be a local, a local debate, a local machloikas, but actually we find that it's related to, to this Jewish thinker's entire perspective of God, of humanity, and of the Jewish people. And this is a particularly good place to start for people wanting to understand this um, broader conception, um, way of looking at Jewish thought, is the nature of Loshon HaKadosh, the nature of the Hebrew language. Now, by way of introduction to this mini-series, I want to quote, it's quite a lengthy quote, so you'll have to bear with me. I want to quote from the noted historian of Jewish mysticism, Joseph Dan. And he writes something fascinating about the Jewish conception of language. I think this is a perfect springboard for our discussion in this mini-series, and that's what I'm going to end off with within this introductory podcast. But before we go to the next podcast, think about what, what uh, Dan is saying. Um, think about whether you agree with it. Think about how that um, sort of sits with your your own conception um, of Jewish theology and, and whatever various uh, texts and various traditions that you have, have learnt about. But it definitely is going to open our minds about what Lashon HaKodesh is, about what the Hebrew language is, and how it relates to Jewish theology. So let's begin with the quote. One of the most stubborn barriers that separates Judaism in general and Jewish mysticism in particular from the Christian European culture is the vast radical difference in the basic conception of language. Judaism differs from Christianity in that it believes that it has recorded in its scriptures the actual word of God in its original language. Christianity, on the other hand, is based on the word of God in translation. The Hebrew Bible included tens of thousands of words believed to be the actual syllables uttered by God or inspired by him. The New Testament includes thousands of words said by Jesus Christ or inspired by him, not in their original form, but in their translation to Greek. The language of 
of Christ, as preserved in the New Testament, is one put in his mouth by his human translators, interpreters. The Hebrew Bible, according to Jewish and Christian faiths, includes the word of God as actually uttered by him, even before humanity was created. When God said, Yehi or, let there be light, he did not only convey the message, let there be light, he actually uttered these syllables, and as a result, there was light. God's utterance was not a semantic one. There were no people. Nobody could be listening. It could not be in order, because there was no one to carry out the order. The very utterance was the deed, the cause of the emergence of light. Its semantic interpretation came later. It is the human conclusion that if the sound yihi, or, makes light, then it must carry the meaning, let it be light. The syllables yihi, or, include not only a sound, but also a picture of six letters in the Hebrew alphabet. They include vocalization marks, nukudot, musical signs, ta'amim. The letters are decorated by little crowns, tagin. The letters also include a numerical value, because writing words and numbers was done in Hebrew by the letters of the alphabet. When Yehiyor is translated into any language, carrying the semantic message, let there be light, all these elements are lost. There are no vocalization marks, crowns or musical signs. The sound is now different and the shape of the letters is different. The numerical value has changed. The only component that remains is the, is the assumption, an arbitrary one, of a semantic message. The concept of language as essentially a communicative device for semantic messages in Western culture is the result of the historical accident that Christianity was based on the word of God in translation into existing languages that had a vast pre-Christian literature that was essentially semantic. Hebrew and Arabic viewed themselves as language identical with their religions. Christianity could not do that because it integrated itself into existing languages, Greek and Latin, that sustained great civilizations that were not dependent on Christianity. Once language is recognized as an aspect of infinite divine wisdom, it cannot have finite meanings. That's the quote from Joseph Dan. Sorry for the, the lengthy quote there. But in this podcast, I want to discuss Dan's observation in light of an interesting debate about the nature of Hebrew language of Loshan HaKodesh. As I will show, the semantic, and what we might call the supra-semantic picture of language, is actually a debate amongst the most important of medieval Jewish philosophers, Maimonides and Nachmanides.